0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Cena Sports Cast, Green Bay Packers edition. And again, I have Christian John with me. Got the full CNS Sports squad on today. Um, so we're going to end on the offensive side of the ball with the offensive tackle position. Going over the Rick Wagner signing and ending on our top three NFL draft targets. So starting off with Rick Wagner, um, I'm a little bit bummed that we lost Brian Malaga to the Chargers. um, And we did, however, we did bring in a guy, uh, former Wisconsin Badger native, um, Rick Wagner from the Detroit Lions, a um, two-year contract. Two-year, $11 million contract, um, hoping to be actually the replacement for Brian Balaga for the time being. And I I like this signing. I'm loving the contracts that we somehow managed to get away with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Wagner, as you mentioned, Wisconsin native. That's always cool to bring in a guy who was a Badger, is from the state. Now he gets to play for the Packers, which – Uh, guys like him grow up wanting to do so it's definitely just awesome to get to see somebody live out their childhood dream and rick wagner is living it as you mentioned russ ball and brian gutenkunst are doing a great job with the contracts it's a very minimal risk contract if he doesn't perform well this year i could totally see him being cut and a free agent again next year but if he does well this year and we think we could get two years out of him at right tackle, you would get two years out of him at a very reasonable price and the team's better because of it. And you don't have to rush a tackle in which I'm assuming, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but I'm assuming we're going to take a tackle very early in this draft and they would get two seasons in which, They're just more of a swing tackle backup, and they get to learn from guys like David Bakhtiari and Rick Wagner, which is a pretty cool experience for guys to have that under their belt, getting mentored by, obviously, one guy whom is one of the best tackles in the league, and then a guy like Rick Wagner, who's definitely been around the block and had really good seasons before.
0: Yeah, and obviously I wouldn't rule out several positions in the first round, whether it be wide receiver, offensive tackle, linebacker, or even D-line. Um, and I now feel more confident drafting a um, a lineman, um, whether if we were have kept Brian Balaga or um, even signing a veteran, which I'm glad we actually addressed the offensive tackle position in free agency. And... The first guy moving on to our draft targets is Josh Jones out of Houston. This guy excelled at the combine. Um, he is, I believe, he's 6'5, 319 pounds. Um, this is a big boy. There's a lot of tackles that are just menace, huge. And I think this guy could be taken earlier than expected. I think there's a big possibility that he's not available at pick number 30.
1: Yeah. The the tackle position in this draft is almost as good as the wide receiver position, and I don't think a lot of people know that just because the wide receiver position is so much sexier. But the tackles in this draft are really good, and there's a lot of them that are really, really good. And Josh Jones is definitely a guy on that list. Like you mentioned, he's a tall, lengthy guy. He's somebody who had a great combine, and I could easily see Josh Jones being able to come into a team and start day one, but it'd be awesome if the Packers could get him at 30 and give him that year behind Rick Wagner, but also having a guy who incentivizes Rick Wagner, obviously doing very well because if he has a couple of bad weeks in a row, he could go the way of Lane Taylor last year, whom Lane Taylor had an iffy week and he had seen series where Elton Jenkins got put in at left guard, and then eventually we went to Jenkins as the starting left guard, and Taylor found himself on IR, and having a guy like Josh Jones behind Rick Wagner is the same situation in which this guy could come in at any point and be the starting right tackle, so you better stay in shape, you better do your job and do it well.
0: Yeah, I definitely see this guy, and like you mentioned before with the, the Rick Wagner deal, if if we only get him for a year, we cut him, he's on a very low-risk contract, only two years, $11 million. We cut him after one year, you have Josh Jones sit behind him for a year. Josh Jones has an elite body frame. He's a guy that needs pol- like a year of polishing and stuff like technique and pass-protecting. But then again, you're learning against – you would learn against – with David Bakhtiari, um, one of the best pass blockers in the game of football. So I think Josh Jones would be a perfect pick for the 30th thirtieth um, 30th overall in the first round to sit a year. And I would lo- – again, I feel much more confident taking an offensive tackle early um, than I did before because we didn't know our situation with Brian Balaga. I would have I personally loved to kept Balaga – it's going to be different seeing him in a Chargers uniform. But then again, we have pieces to build around and utilize around it. And hopefully Rick Wag- Wagner can be that case. If we can have, get him for two years out of him, that'd be great. I would still have Josh Jones as the project for a year or two. I can even see him starting after a year.
1: One more quick thing on Josh Jones Ooh. is he's another one of those guys who had a really good senior ball and we're starting to see this a lot more, is when a guy goes to the Senior Bowl, they perform well. They move up into the first round a lot now, and I do think that's awesome to see another guy who will be a success story for the Senior Bowl because every year it seems we get to see cooler guys play at the Senior Bowl. Their competitive level goes up, Mm -hmm. and it's just... Iron's sharpening iron right now at the Senior Bowl. I mean, Jordan Love and Justin Herbert were there this year, guy like Josh Jones. It's just that was something that I am taking a lot of stock in now is the Senior Bowl because if you go there and you perform well, you're going to fly up draft boards.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, like, obviously Josh Jones is another example. If you go to another quarterback position, Carson Wentz is another prime example of that happening.
1: Denzel Mims this year, again, he was a guy who wasn't being talked about as a first-round pick until he performed well at the Senior Bowl, and then he went and right. one-upped it again at the Combine. So the off-season programming's done wonders for guys recently, and it looks like it'll do the same thing mm-hmm. again this year at the draft.
0: I would even, sorry, before we go on to the next one, is Kyle Dugger another prime example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a guy coming from a small school lit up now lit up the senior bowl. Now he's expected to be a day two draft pick. So our next guy is out of Georgia. Georgia has done, Georgia's done a very nice job producing linemen these past few years. They've got Andrew Thomas. They've got Isaiah Wynn, which if he can stay healthy, I've got him. I think he's going to have a breakout year in New England. Got another Isaiah. We got Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. Um, Five three two forty, Again, another guy. He's bigger than Josh Jones. 6'6, six, six, 350 pounds. And um, an outstanding elite arms fan. And the one knock I would have, like, I know, I know some positions are overlooked in this case where you only have um, a certain amount of year of film to look at. And Josh, or I'm sorry, uh, Isaiah Wilson has just two years of film to look at and i wouldn't call that a major red flag but that could concern um a few scouts depending on how they value him um but this is another guy i see like josh jones you polish him for a year elite body frame um you polish him for a year i think he's a day one starter um within a year
1: yeah wilson's gigantic that's that's the first thing that really jumps out at you is that this guy's actually a literal mountain just looking at him and he's a guy whom compared to Josh Jones, Josh Jones I think is more ready to play right away but Wilson would definitely benefit from getting drafted by a team like the Packers where he would have Rick Wagner sitting in front of him to help him just better his technique, get better in the past game because obviously we know Georgia loves to run the football. They have like nine running backs every year that seem to be five-star recruits that are really, really good. But he's, he's definitely, like I said, he's more advanced in the ground game. The potential for him to be a really good pass blocking right tackle is also there. I mean, he has all of the tools to be an elite tackle in the NFL he just needs time and tutelage to get there as a player.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think I would say Isaiah Wilson needs a little bit more polishing. But then again, it's like the it's like the running backs we talked about earlier. These guys, some of these guys have very similar weaknesses. They have, dip, like, some guys are, like, weaknesses that some are just better at. And obviously Georgia's RBU, running back university. And like you mentioned, you've got... DeAndre Swift coming out of there. You got Nick Chubb coming out of there. They like playing arguably in the best conference in college football. The one SEC is obviously the most, arguably the most familiar or most um, comparable um, to the NFL. So our last one, and I always love um, small school guys like this. Um, ben Barch out of the University of Saint John's. Um, this is another Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet was a, I believe he was a third round draft pick out of Hobart. Um, D3 school to the Buccaneers. And he he started, he was a projected starter going into uh, the preseason. Um, and Ben Barch is very interesting because he came in, he's a multi-positional athlete. He came in as a tight end and they ended up switching him to tackle. So I wonder if the team views him as maybe playing not just tackle, but maybe an interior lineman.
1: Barch is interesting because of that. I mean, it, it, what worries me is that it was a small school guy, and he didn't play tackle the whole time there. So to just convert and become a tackle at such a small school for only two years i he's a guy who definitely needs to sit right away in my eyes just because he's only been playing tackle for the two years
0: yeah i i agree um i think the i think the fact that he played multi-positional he played more than one position um, I think they I think teams could see that as an advantage um, and like you said out of the three linemen this guy's the biggest project um, I would love him um, if he were to fall somewhere in the, I would pro, I would project him somewhere to go uh, project him somewhere in the third round um, and if he were to fall there I would be thrilled to have him I think he would be a great guy to produce um, to develop into a project behind Rick Wagner for two years.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, again, him being a converted tight end is nice just because <clears throat> there's a certain amount of athleticism now that he possesses that guy. other guys just don't have just because they've been bigger guys their whole lives where Barch went to St. John and he added 75 pounds while he was in college. And most of it is good weight. Obviously, it's a lot of muscle. He got so much stronger in his time in college, but there's just the question mark of he hasn't been a tackle for long. And now he's a projected day two pick in the NFL. He goes from such a small school to the NFL. He has never seen really talent like this before. He was uh, also another guy who was at the senior bowl and did well at the senior bowl. But there's just, to me, there is a good amount of question marks with Barch.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think he need obviously, like I mentioned before, he does need the most polishing. And I also like him, like I like Rashawn Gary. I know there's two different positions, but, like, he's a guy I can see, like, it's just hard not to like. Like, it's a guy, he comes in as a tight end, adds on 75 pounds of, um, he bulks, bulks up 75 pounds of his weight, um, comes in, plays tackle, and like you mentioned before, comes in for the senior bowl, plays very well, Um, and a senior bowl is obviously an event that can completely change draft stock for players so uh, that will end the offensive side of the ball Um, so next week we're going to go over positional needs um, on the defensive side um, including cornerback, uh, linebacker, D-line so Thank you for joining us. Um, Next week, we've got a lot to cover with defense. So give us a follow on our Facebook, CNS Sports Podcast. Instagram is CS Sports Feed. Twitter is CS Sports Feed 2. Personal is Sam underscore Daring 68. Christian is I love Brent Suter. Uh, With that being said, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week for Defensive Prospects.